0: Hearing about Harley Quinn. Um and where All will right, I talk about Harley Quinn? Where will I hear about her? Yeah. Why on the Enemy Slime Podcast, of course. I'm your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. J. Joseph Jr.
1: Hey, Mr. J, I got a robin and a trap for you.
0: Hey, Mr. J. I also have uh Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey, I'm here. Uh yeah. Okay. Um and then I got, I got me. I'm here. And then that's it. Uh, it's a light, light crew today, light agenda today. We were just discussing uh, one of the um, most successful films of 2016 uh, and Oscar winner, uh, Suicide Squad.
1: Wasn't it actually nominated for something?
0: I thought yeah, it, I it, I thought won it won an Oscar.
1: It won. It's it, a, did, it did win, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, Suicide so it is an Squad. An isn't that amazing? Suicide, like, Suicide Squad Suicide is, an God, is an Oscar winning
0: winner? uh film um it's an
1: oscar-winning film it pulled in dumb money and hey let's be fair just like uh black panther is an inspiration to black americans everywhere uh harley quinn and suicide squad is an inspiration to uh trailer americans everywhere
0: well don't forget the movie starred Adewale akinue agabaje Agabaj- and uh which movie starred him the suicide Squad. Um, yeah. I guess actually Will Smith probably would have been the better African American to mention in the film. <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect. Hey,
2: just a little bit. Jared yeah. a- Adewale was uh, Mr. Echo. Uh, he was. So show, show some damn respect. He was. Uh, and he was a wonderful killer croc. He was also killer croc. Um, <laughs> couldn't understand a word he said, but he killed it.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, he, he was supposed he to. He told it as croc. Yeah. Come on, how 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 useful is Toad Croc ever going to be? He's there to bite people's heads off, and that's it.
2: And he lives in the sewer eating poop.
1: Uh, uh, he doesn't eat poop; he eats people. Yeah, we gotta, still got to live
2: in the sewer. There's
0: some poo got in there. Jay Hernandez was in this movie as Chato yeah, Jay
1: Hernandez. Chato
0: Santana. Yeah,
1: or Who's Diablo as he's better known.
0: El Diablo. Who who is El Diablo?
1: He's a guy that can make fire. That's it? Yes, he, he actually has
0: a pretty big part. And he
1: actually has a pretty good big part and he's like one of the few parts I actually enjoyed in the movie.
0: Chato San, I've never even heard of this guy and I feel like he's not very special because summoning flames is kind of not...
1: Well, I, I have news for you. Suicide Squad in general isn't very special.
0: My favorite uh, part.
1: I, 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 I don't care who's listening to this podcast. I will... Stick my flag in the ground. No one, no and say one. Suicide who is, Squad sucks, and Suicide Squad is a bad idea.
0: There every is, time they do it, there is nobody who has made it to episode two hundred and one with us and is a huge Suicide Squad fan. There's just oh, you think so? You I think, think so, it's impossible. Think so, huh? I, I think, <laughs> think it's, so? I think it's impossible. I don't think that person okay. exists. Um, <laughs> feel free to prove me wrong, Uh but I, I do not believe it for a split second. Um, okay. All right. There's just it's a, it's almost like a personality disorder. Uh, I,
1: I, <laughs> I've actually gotten uh, complaints about some of the stuff that I said both on the podcast and off about popular uh, franchises. So I'm 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 at the point people are just calling me fake news.
0: Like how I like said I, Star Wars is only for gay people.
1: But I actually I actually basically said the last Jedi sucks and and people told me that's fake news.
0: Did we ever talk about that on the podcast? Um,
2: I don't remember at at this point. Or even at all. I
0: don't feel like we've ever talked about it.
2: I think we went to a a tangent a while back about it, but we we didn't talk very long about it.
0: I don't don't know if I already said this on the podcast, so I apologize if I did, but I just have to ask, do you guys know what could possibly be going on at Disney (laughs) where... They sat in a test screening and watched Princess Leia fly through space, <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, that's fine. Print, print, yeah, print it. Like, call it a day. Like, you know what?
1: Like, you know what? Like, blows my mind is that they have a full-on like it's called the Lucasfilm Story Group that sits there and has to and like approves all this shit, and you and it's hard to get through them." So that scene actually got through a full, like, approval panel at Disney. Which... And everyone was like, yeah. I
2: I know exactly what happened. I know exactly what happened. Is that it got through and they're like, we really don't like the scene. But we'll reshoot it later. And then she died.
0: Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, Ooh. fuck we got to put this in the movie. We thought we had time. Oh, that could well see. in the second she died, I would have just made her blast out of the, the shit and then just been like, Well, bye, Ooh, Princess Leia. that Wouldn't
1: that been like the smarter move? I feel like there was another movie. Oh, there's a uh, no one expected her, there's
0: another movie. no one fucking <laughs> expected her to come back. We all knew she was dead. And so, the second she gets blown out of the ship, you're like, oh, Okay, I see how they handled this. Great.
1: It was like it was like it reminded me like in Dark Knight where the Joker goes on to live like Batman saves the Joker but he kills Two Face and I'm like man you guys just saved the wrong
0: guy yeah they just, they made some <laughs> bad choices there but I just I I just I can't help but wonder like what kind of command and stature Ryan Johnson must have that no one felt brave enough to but tell he's him like, that it looked he, fucking stupid but
1: that's uh, the thing he's like no one like if you look at his history he hasn't done anything he's oh a Looper. I mean that it's 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 literally just a guy off the street could have been directing Star Wars and it would have been the same result.
0: Yeah, and
1: but he, like
2: Did yeah. he write the movie or did
1: he
0: just direct it? No, he wrote it he wrote too. It, he wrote it too. He fucking wrote the script. He wrote and directed it. Uh and I don't understand what happened because
1: And like I, I feel like the the fanboyism for the film is so blind that I I tried to like explain to people that look, I teach film in college to adults for a living and if they showed me the same script i would tell them that this is bad and they have to throw it away and they have to start over again (laughs) it's it's like so amateur in like every single fashion but that that scene especially is just like wow okay
0: i didn't find it completely devoid of redeemable qualities but i will pretty much be any i've said this before Anytime I can look at uh, a story and, like, fix it really easily, like, just exactly. just, just me, <laughs> just old Jared, just just someone whose only qualification is that he's watched a lot of TV, like, anytime I can fix it and figure it out, it makes me mad. It makes me like, why couldn't yeah. you figure this shit out? You had, like, so much more at your disposal you you probably like went to school for this. You had a team of people that you could have been like, Hey, is this a good idea? And they could have been like, No, <laughs> it's not a good idea.
2: And they're honestly pretty easy fixes and could probably have worked with pretty minimal editing.
0: Yeah. A lot of well, a lot it's... of them are and that's the that's the other crazy thing is like a lot of it could have probably been <laughs> saved in the editing bay. That movie is yep. at least a half hour longer than it needs to be. Minimum i mean
1: i feel like it does and then and then there's something that just feels just completely kind of amateurs. like the whole thing with the luke skywalker flashbacks to killing kylo ren and now we had to get like three flashbacks three different perspectives it came off to me like as that as an episode of south park like um like i'm watching like there's a very specific episode about a guy who just keeps having these ptsd flashbacks to his wife and all that and that's just what that moment came across to me as. I'm like, this could have been this could have been cut from the movie entirely. <laughs> it could have been the same movie.
0: I didn't mind um, uh I, I didn't mind the um I didn't mind the fact that like so let's just we'll we'll, we'll just spoil this. If you haven't seen this by now, f- fuck you. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um I I didn't mind the fact that like Ray's parents were were nobody. Like that's fine. I that that's a that's a fine answer to the question. But there's something about knowing uh that a lot of this if you if you the more i learn about like behind the scenes of it it seems like so much of it was set up by like abrams and his team and then just basically like given to johnson without any like without anything just just being like here you go have fun and it does seem a little lazy that like anytime he has a question that he can answer he's just like i don't know it was no one (laughs) like there's no one yeah it's, it feels like a write-off and i
1: i think part of that is also on abrams even though he kind of d- ditched in this movie um it, it, because you know there, it, abrams is kind of the master of these unfulfilling setups and sure. like these really kind of like vague answers and all this kind of stuff and it just it just bugs the shit out of me every movie of his i see and that's not to like knock him i like some of what he's done. Like, I don't like everything. I don't love everything he's done, but, um, you know, it's like Star Trek 2009 was fine. I actually really like the Force Awakens, but it's, it's it's setting up these super big questions and then just having like this unfulfilling answer or kind of no answer. And then, um, again, I agree. It's like the execution is everything. When you build up a big mystery as to who Ray's parents are over the entire arc of the first movie. And then, Adam Driver is like, yeah, it was just
2: annoying. I didn't actually feel like they were building it in The Force Awakens. I didn't really, like, I know she really gives a shit, but I feel like, you know, overall in the movie, I'm not supposed to really give a shit who her parents are. Like, I, when I came away from that movie, I didn't care about who her parents were.
0: I, I feel, I, I would, I would go along with saying that, like, maybe, maybe it's just the fandom that did it that was like, oh my God, it's a mystery. Um, but I, I, f- I feel like, and, and this is the thing is like, even if it was set up, even if Abrams was setting him up for it, then all he was setting him up for was to do some like hack stereotype shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that too. So and it, I, so I it's a lose-lose like... situation. He's either like, Luke's your dad. And you're like, well, that's stupid. Or he's like, no one's your dad. And you're like, well, that's kind of stupid, but all right. So,
1: so, so there are two points about Ray's parentage. First off, I think that, you know, I, I think the fact that Rey is invested in who her parents are makes us invested as an audience. You usually want that as like a good as in a good character. Um, you know, you want you want whatever they are to kind of reflect off you. And I feel like that also failed in the Last Jedi because it was a big deal to her. And then at a, you know at a driver, Kyle Kylo he's just like uh, they were no one. And Rey's like, well, I guess that's that. And <laughs> she doesn't even respond. I don't think she even says anything in the movie. Uh, so it feels like just empty. Uh, just overall and you know i i guess the fan spin is there because you know i feel like red letter media media even made this point where parentage is usually a big deal in star wars and it was a big deal um you know both in the old expanded universe and it was a big deal in the films that are still in the can- canon and um mm-hmm. you know it felt like it was going to be a big deal in force Awakens. So, There there is an expectation there, and I understand the drive to kind of play with expectations. Like, okay, so Skywalker came from, you know, this big parentage. Anakin came from this big parentage. Uh, Anyone you can name in, like, the expanded universe, you know, all of them have, like, this destiny and these big names are from royal families and all that shit. Um, So I understand, like, the the desire to play with that expectation. Like, oh, I'm going to take character... And then make them nothing, and that's going to be cool and interesting. Um, but it's all on the execution, and the execution
0: was really bad. Well, and I guess that's the other—the other ways in which he like ties that theme together are pretty stupid too. Um, everything that happens on the casino planet is awful. Uh, the end—the yeah. end scene of that movie with Broom Kid is awful. <laughs> like, I totally get the like. Wait. It's it's inspiring cuz anyone can be a hero but
1: J- Jared are you like telling me that you won't be invested in like the Broom Kid books and the Broom Kid video game? I mean I
0: understand the Broom Kids never going to be seen again which somehow makes <laughs> pointing him out feel even less important. Um <laughs> but I I I oh, I just don't like it. Can I, even... can I can I
1: also say this? Can I also say this? Yeah. Broom Kid is like the most boring looking of the three kids too sure that I,
0: that's, probably, that's probably that's <laughs> probably deliberate that's probably very deliberate because the idea is broom kid is is he's anybody he's you jay he's me we could be jedi oh cool anyone can be yeah, a but jedi. guess what
2: can we not, not with we done with the jedi like can we just like have like another resistance like does did he have to be using the force could he have just been like an adult soldier like doing something cool
0: maybe at I mean, the end you kind rising of rising up. You kind of had a movie for that and it was called Rogue One. Just go watch that.
1: Yeah, basically you, there's that whole movie, there's the whole uh, Yeah, but force if we, we had to have a scene saying like that you know,
2: hope is coming in why did have to be the force? Like we already hey. have a movie chock full of Jedi. We don't need more.
1: Hey, did we did we consider that maybe Broomkid is like Danny Yen in the past and maybe there's some kind of weird time loop thing? Oh,
0: wait, wait a see second. now that's interesting. <gasps> it's Looper. He's Looper. Maybe. Maybe Broomkid oh, is That's Luke
2: Skywalker's it. son. Ooh. What if, if the Brim fans go. want it, let's give the fans it.
0: What if Broomkid grows old and he gets in trouble on the gambling planet and runs awry of the shady characters that run said planet, and so they send him back in time to be assassinated by himself?
1: Oh, snap. Holy a
0: shit. That's a film. And uh, we will
1: name it The Cloverfield Jedi.
0: Ooh, I watched uh, that too. Um, <laughs> that was Good. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> oh That's boy.
1: Not, I I don't. Was that like a reluctant
0: good, or was that? I'm like, not. I'm not quite done with Star Wars, but I'd actually. I wouldn't mind uh, just hearing uh, what you thought. But but I do want to just say one other thing about Star Wars because I feel like it's unfair for me to to say, and like I said, uh, to to say that basically like I'm not as hard on it as others, and then not mention you know any positive things about it. So um, I like that. Uh, speaking of like things that resolve to nothing. I totally like what they did with Snoke. I think it's great. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, I I think that everybody made way too fucking big of a deal about him, and I'm I was so thrilled when he got cut in half. That was fantastic. Um, and I really, really, and I don't know if I would credit Johnson with this or if I'd just credit Adam Driver with this, but I think Kylo Ren is just super well done. Uh, I agree with that I, last I, part. I, I, I love I, that I, you I... you never know like. What he's going to do that entire movie. Uh, and that's so I mean, it was- unique for Star Wars, a, a movie series where you literally know what everyone's going to do all the time. You know what that's fucking true. Anakin Skywalker's going to do for three whole movies. Uh, and so to have somebody who's unpredictable is like interesting to me.
1: So, so you know how everyone always does those like super kind of sexist uh star wars supercuts where they like take ray out and make her lose and all that kind of stuff yeah if actually if someone actually did like a kylo ren supercut of the last jedi i'd very much appreciate that because that was about all i liked about that movie i really liked kylo ren and his arc and i i think i think the whole thing around kylo was just great that was great that was like yeah. the one good part of the movie yeah
0: their their, their just, throne room just, fight's just, cool like it looks cool yeah. Um, it, it that that whole scene when they wrap it up and they're like standing there facing each other and you're like, what the fuck are they gonna do? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that was awesome.
0: Uh, all of that stuff was really good. It, my big problem with the movie is that you can take the ancillary characters like Finn and Asian uh, friend of Finn and you, you can literally you can completely Rose cool. yeah Rose Who has
1: her own book and her own toy. get them now. Fuck
0: that shit. You can literally erase both of them from the movie and nothing changes. Not a so I goddamn think I, that was like, thing.
1: That was like my big criticism is that um, I, I feel like Poe and Finn just in general were squandered after they were so wonderful in the first movie. Um, I feel like a lot of Rey was kind of squandered. I feel like there's more to do with her other than showing, oh, yeah, she could do really awesome force things every once in a while, um, especially after the complaints of all the last movies. Like, I don't agree with a single one of them that she's a Mary Sue. I think those people don't understand what the word Mary Sue means, but it kind of doesn't help the point if her only presence in the movie is to do cool force shit and then nothing else. Um,
0: and that did, was her presence
1: in The Last Jedi.
0: I did like her. Uh, I did enjoy her uh, destroying like the babushka's village over and over again. <laughs> and like making them mad at her. I-, I like that. I like Luke's first scene when he just chucks the lightsaber off the cliff. I thought that was good. Um... I liked most of
2: grumpy Luke.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Uh,
1: grumpy Luke was all right. I don't I'm not like I'm not mad at it like some people are.
2: It was o- it was okay. I,
1: I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was bad either.
0: <laughs> there's little there's little things and this happens in series like this. And it, it, I'll tell you where it's really happened actually is if you go back to Marvel. Um where everyone's got to be quirky and like yeah. Look, yeah, look at look at Luke in the original trilogy. Remember when he told a joke? Cuz I fucking don't like,
1: <laughs> he's, so, 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 he's not I, a
0: funny I, character. Why has everybody got to be like a one-liner yeah. loving, like, hey there, it's me. Like,
1: it's, it's, it's just because you mentioned it and then we could bitch about, like, People Paradox or go back to Star Wars or whatever you want to do. But just because you mentioned it, I was so worried going into Black Panther that. There's going to basically you know, that, be a comedy. Um, yeah, that T'Challa would be like, oh, hey, um, there goes. The Black Neighborhood, or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I was he
2: He's him. running away oh. faster than the Bronco. <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> I, I was just so worried he'd be like, that kind of like quirky, jokey character the whole movie. And yes, while he occasionally like, threw out these witticisms, it was usually when he was just kind of playing around with his friends. So first off, he didn't, didn't come up like, as obnoxious, it didn't come up as like the Spider-Man or the Iron Man, like, oh, I always have to be funny, I always have to be on... It came off as a guy that was just kind of uh, messing with his pals. So I like that. And I think it was just right because the flip side is the comics where T'Challa is just like really fucking boring and dry all the time. So they got it just right. They got it just right with Black Panther. Um, and that's part of what I appreciated about the movie. It wasn't too much, uh, you know. And it was it was just enough, and I so I totally get what you're saying in terms of Star Wars and just every character.
0: It's gotten real the, goofy. Like Force Awakens is goofy, <laughs> but it at least like Han Solo's a wisecracker. I understand it. <laughs> doesn't it Luke feel Skywalker's like Luke Skywalker's not a fucking wisecracker. Doesn't it feel like the Disney manufacturing plant at this
1: point? Because every single character in every single movie, it could be their their Star Wars franchise, it could be their Marvel franchise, it could be their Princess franchise. You know, it could be their animated it's, it's like every single character is like the same fucking thing.
0: <laughs> Eventually we're just not going to have um like comedy films any we'll we'll just have Marvel movies and Disney movies. We'll just have, Marvel. Like,
1: we'll just have Disney movies. Like I, I I feel like you could take like um Princess Anna for a uh, second and replace her with um I don't know, like Luke Skywalker, or then take Luke Skywalker and replace him with Tony Stark, and it's all the same fucking character. Doesn't matter.
0: No, you what well, you, you take, you take, uh, you take like the big sick, and you just replace everyone in that movie with Avengers, <laughs> and then you basically just have the future. That's that's the future. That's where we go from here.
1: It's almost like it's almost as, as though, and I think that's part of why maybe we like Kylo Ren because he wasn't that character. He was like oh, I got to be angsty. Um, I don't feel the need to crack jokes. And it's like, yeah, that's a little different. That's a little different from the rest of this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think that's it. I think it's just like characters and personality and having like a diverse cast. And that's what the original A New Hope was. Like everyone was different. They played off each other's personalities. And that's kind of what The Force Awakens was. Like First Awakens definitely had its jokes and had its decisions and had been being like, bizarrely black american in this foreign universe from a long time ago um if you look but at it's
0: oh sorry i was I was just gonna go ahead
1: i, I don't know i was just gonna say that that, that the cast felt a, a bit more kind of um oh yeah it's an actual cast It's an actual crew of people bouncing off of each other instead of what it was in the last jedi where everyone just had to crack their get their cracks in
0: you gotta, you gotta tell your joke. You gotta uh, prank phone call the Star Destroyer. You know, like oh ho ho, yuck <laughs> yuck yuck. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, thinking about it, if you look at Ryan Johnson's film history, he's done really well with singular protagonist based films. But I don't think he's ever even made a movie with uh, multiple like main characters. And I wonder if that's the problem. Is he like was really able to zero in on like one character? And he's like, I got it. I know how to write Kylo Ren. And he's like, oh fuck that black dude's in this too. And then just didn't <laughs> know what about right. didn't know like what to do from there. He's like, what do I what do I do with it? I'll make him go to a casino planet. Black people love casinos. <laughs> and just, just didn't know yeah, didn't like... know where to go or what to do and apparently had no help. Uh, apparently nobody ever stepped in and was like, Hey, make it good. Uh now that you're mentioning it, I I'm I'm
1: thinking back on like Ryan Johnson history and he's always kind of Done best and, and and kind of done the most of very these kind of angsty, uh, very simple, but also like these kind of like angry kind of inner mm-hmm. turmoil characters.
0: Yeah, I would I would say that's definitely true of Looper. I'd say that's absolutely true of Brick. Um, yeah, his his main characters are very like tormented and unhappy, and and he was um, also
1: like um, I I think on the last he was definitely following a um, he was definitely following. Something that was laid out for him pretty hard, but he was like on the last couple of seasons of Breaking Bad as well.
0: Yeah, and he's great. He did he did the best episode of Breaking Bad like easily yeah. far and away. He directed the best episode of Breaking Bad. I think he's really talented. I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking shit. Like like Brick is one of my favorite movies. I just <laughs> I just do not think that Star Wars was for him. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I, agree. I I don't know if that will get fixed when he. Uh, leaves and goes and does his own trilogy like he's apparently doing. Maybe maybe that solves the problem is maybe maybe we're blaming all of this on him and maybe it's the exact opposite issue where Lucasfilm was too involved and he had <laughs> to much See, now, little now you're making
1: me think about this a little differently and I think you might be right because it's really easy to, like, especially with Star Wars, it's really easy to pick kind of like your villains and say oh george lucas wrote this or dave filoni sure. that and all that kind of stuff and then and so Ray and johnson felt the same thing but now that I, I think there is a very disney formula and i'm wondering if he just had like a difficult time adapting well, to that because well, the, well disney
2: it, still owns the story beats like they they know probably overall what they want to do yeah ryan has to to write the movie but he has to write it within a certain confines
0: well yeah, yeah, it's yeah, even it, worse it, too it, where it, he has to write one knowing that there's a whole third one so like you're in a tough situation cuz like you can't have good payoff for anything which sounds about right cuz there is no fucking payoff in the last Jedi <laughs> anywhere at any point um so you know it makes sense but I wonder if when once he's left alone and it's just like I'm going to I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to make a fucked up Star Wars movie about a murdered girl uh like then I wonder if it's going to be maybe a little more interesting uh or yeah, if we're, or if gonna we're just right. going to have the exact same problems
1: well, now, now, now I'm just sitting there thinking about like all the dumbass notes that Ryan Johnson probably got from the producers and executives at Disney. Like, um, like, oh yeah, we understand what you're doing with Luke Skywalker, but uh, can he squeeze some blue milk out of a weird alien thing here? That'd be <laughs> funny. The kids might like that.
0: This blue milk, man. I always wondered where <laughs> blue milk came from. It came from the Cloverfield paradox. Oh my God! So did you not? Did you you watched it, Doug? Yeah, I watched it. I have it on Netflix. It's free. I watched I as it as well. Too. Yeah. Oh, you watched it too? Yeah. Oh man. So we all saw it. Um We all saw it. Best movie of the year. Can I just <laughs> that say that's the thing that happened? Can I just say the one thing I liked? Maybe Yeah. Yeah, actually I think thinking about it, I think it's the one no, there's there's maybe two or three things I liked. There there's one thing that I liked. I I fucking love The Lady in the Wall. Uh oh, that was cool. It's gross. It's like uncomfortable. It's kind of scary. Like when they rip it off, it's very like horror-ish. And um, uh, I thought that was pretty good. I I guess my problem with the movie is that if you basically think about it for any longer than 10 seconds, it just falls completely apart.
1: I I actually had like the opposite problem because it didn't make any sense while I was watching it. But when I put some thought behind it and started to separate out what was probably the original movie from like what J.J. Abramson. Oh, yeah. Put Cloverfield in that. Yeah, Um, it started to make a lot more more sense because when I first saw it, it felt like a straight take on like a Rick and Morty episode. And I saw this comparison often. I saw people compare it to like Black Mirror and to like Twilight Zone and or like Doctor Who and say, but it was a really bad episode of that. So I felt like it was someone taking Rick and Morty, uh trying to do a serious take on it because they just threw every sci-fi content at the wall. Like there's a guy early on ranting about time travel and dimensional paradoxes and how there will be sea monsters and demons and it's like oh, yeah, dude, that, just that like...
2: exists literally to, to fulfill the Cloverfield universe if exactly, if if, exactly. yeah that, that's its only purpose is like see eh, eh, it's it's Cloverfield this guy's saying it this is why exactly
1: Exactly. And, and it's funny because, um, uh, you know, Red Letter Media, again, they pointed out something that I didn't notice until the end of the film. But every time someone mentions Cloverfield, it's off screen. So yeah,
0: that was it's true. That it's a, it's always voiceovers <laughs> or uh, so it absolutely I, I, th- I think at this point it's it's 100 percent confirmed that it was just a different random sci fi movie. Oh, yeah. And they and they were literally like, how can we make money on this? And they're like, I know, make it a Cloverfield movie. And so I actually think uh, I think most of the Earth based scenes are extra as well. Uh, like so like
1: the the, it's funny that the Earth based scenes are extra because that was actually the story that I was more invested in. I'm like, what's gonna happen in this kind of? Uh, yeah, I think walking I think. Slash, uh, last of Us. I think you know, all the first. shit,
0: all the shit with her husband. I'm pretty sure is is extra and and uh, added on later.
1: No, no, I'm 100 percent certain is extra, and that's actually the movie that I was more interested in. But well, that's
2: oh also... well, yeah, because because I still want to watch like the rest of the original Cloverfield movie. Like I kind of right. want more of that. Yeah,
0: actually,
1: well, I, I, mean,
0: I, I, I like Cloverfield. The...
1: Um, you know, I also like the, the dynamic, oh, like, like, oh, this husband is kind of fucked and he's running around in this post-apocalyptic and now he's, like, responsible for another life on top of that. And he's like, got a oh, child right Yeah. <laughs> that's a fascinating, that's a fascinating thing. And, and, but meanwhile, back on the space station, they were throwing so many science fiction concepts. I mean, that was it. That was like the, the stuff on the planet Earth, because it was so focused, because it had to tie into Cloverfield, um... And because it had to feel like the original Cloverfield movie, that stuff to me felt like something I can grip onto easier. Meanwhile, back on the space station, they were forced to include all these different sci-fi questions. So after the movie, when I was able to like sit and parse it out and say, okay, so what was here before, um, you know, bad robot went, okay, let's make it a Cloverfield now. And when I understood that, it was like, oh, a space station landed on top of another space station and displaced it from space and time. Then everything started to make sense. It started to make sense, you know, why one guy on the space station was hearing voices from himself. It made sense why another guy on the space station had this
2: arm um, that was moving on its own. And did, all that did
0: that ever make sense? I never no, figured that, out I, why I don't arm... think
2: that... That doesn't make any... Like, I think this is where I my major issue is, is a lot of times I, I kind of gloss over major, like, physics problems because I think it's a stupid complaint for the most part. But in this movie, there are sometimes like like this doesn't make sense. The I can understand like a severed arm just appearing. But why is it still moving and not,
0: you know, dying? I don't even I don't even care that it moves. I have no issues with it moving. I think it's creepy and I think it's a cool visual. Why is it fucking yeah. writing? How arm right? How can right?
2: Well, yeah. How, how can it write? How does the guy in the other universe who's still apparently controlling his arm know what they want to know? Like it, it doesn't. Make any but, sense? See,
1: but but he didn't know what he wants to know. So that's that's what that's what would have been more interesting if we had more time to explore that. Because remember, there was one guy in this ship. There was the German guy um, that everyone from um, the Wall Girls' original universe thought was the traitor. And in her universe, he was the traitor. But kind of in the in the universe that we're following, um, he wasn't. he's was just like the normal German scientist.
2: But um, how does how does the hand know to right look in his tummy? <laughs> Like, how how does he know? That's the question. We re- they they really but need. But see
1: that, that that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's like I'm not defending movie. I think it's a bad movie. Um, I'm not like I'm not trying to like sin it in his defense. I'm I'm just saying that.
0: I mean, if, there, it, if it worked for movie. you, it worked for you. <laughs> if, if that particular aspect like didn't didn't uh, I mean, the, the arm's a cool effect. It just I was like oh, okay, this doesn't flow at all. But okay, I feel like I can let stuff go pretty easily. And for some reason, I just the arm really bugged me. Um, and I never got over it Uh, and actually in the moment watching the movie I was like okay sure Uh, it wasn't until I I turned it off and I was like huh (laughs) I
1: I, I feel like this is what happened because there's a lot of blast act plot twists in the Cloverfield Paradox that makes the rest of the movie make a whole lot more sense like Wall Girl basically says oh you guys destroyed my space station when you teleported here Uh, that's important information to know you know and and that actually sets us up for a lot of what happens, but for whatever reason, the filmmakers or bad robot or whoever it was felt like they had to withhold that information to until the last minute. And I am like that annoys me so much when films do that, where they take something that's a significant piece of Did any normal person understanding the movie. Any normal person
0: like would have said something about it by now. Yes,
1: any normal person would have said something about it, but but for us as an audience, like period, we just need that information so we get what's going on. And for some reason, movies and especially J.J. Abrams movies love withholding that shit, love withholding like the simplest thing to understanding the world. So I feel like they had the script um, and I feel like no one at Bad Robot knew what to do with it. And I feel like they they needed to focus in more on kind of the consistency of the world and how like the actual paradox that is named after works and all that kind of shit. And instead, they went. No, let's just give up and make an Cloverfield movie, and that's what happened. We ended up with it on Netflix.
0: I do. Uh, I will add the other thing that uh, really works for me is uh, the lead. Um, I can't. Her name's Gugu. 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 Um, she works for me on multiple levels. Uh, one, she's hot, so that's good. Uh, yeah, true. Sure. Two, I think that her arc with her children is like. It, it's it's a it, it works in every way. Like it's interesting. So, it's interesting to think about. I think it's emotional. I think she acts it out really so, well. So
1: pa- pause there because there's, there's there's that's another thing that I feel like should have been upfront information because the whole thing it, it was like a plot twist almost that she killed her children. Um, yeah, on accident. it was a little and bit. It should have been. It should have been. <laughs> I, I should have known that.
2: It's a but, PSA for for
0: faulty batteries. Don't don't exactly. put them in your house.
1: So go ahead, Jared. I guess that's true. I think you
0: could I think you could write it either way. Well, obviously you can write it either way because they did, they did it the other way. Um but I, I I think maybe you're right. I think they could probably uh, have not withheld that information. It would still have as much emotional impact uh as it had. Yeah. And I wonder if that is something that was probably mentioned up front like maybe in her earth scenes and then was like cut later. Um, right. But anyway, I I I thought just like her dilemma, uh, and you understand like why she wants to do this really bad idea of going down to that Earth and just staying there, even though there's another her there. Like you, you still, even though it's dumb, you get why she'd do it, and uh, right. it it works on on that level, and it it kind of is an interesting like man, what would I do in that situation? Like you know, it works out that way. Um, everything else is is just okay uh their little bit with the uh you guys remember in the original cloverfield at the end how it has that thing falling into the ocean (laughs) right yeah i gotta admit as far as like tie-ins go nice job guys like who who put that shit in the original cloverfield and was like i'm gonna come back to this years later like you know that had to have just been like a little marker that they added in just a little thing where they're like, this will get people talking and it was totally bullshit and it was totally nothing. And like how fortunate that years later, they found exactly what to make that thing falling into the ocean. So we have to, we we have to like, uh, we had to discuss something really quick about the entire
1: Cloverfield arc. Right. I assume everyone saw 10 Cloverfield lane. Yeah. All right. So um, let's talk about the oil wars really quick. And there's nothing I don't think there's any better way to describe them, because that's basically all they talk about in Cloverfield Paradox, like, oh, there's a war for oil now. So call them the oil wars. Um, there's obviously an energy crisis in Cloverfield Paradox, and it's not something that changes in either timeline. In fact, that's the entire reason for the existence of the space station, which is named the Cloverfield. The space station is named the Cloverfield the energy project is named the shepherd, even though I suspect that space station was originally named the shepherd and they changed it. Right. um, In, in post. So, so the Cloverfield, the actual space station that exists in both realities, we know both realities are suffering from this vicious war over resources because um, the space station exists in both places just for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, where was any of this in 10 Cloverfield Lane? And where was any of this in Cloverfield? So- no, no, no,
2: no. So the, the, these are the Cloverfield, the Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Cloverfield are, are three completely different universes. 100%. There is no tie in with them. No. No. Uh, I- Yes, 100%. What no. that guy said, what that, the guy in the Cloverfield Paradox, this is how they wipe their hands clean of any sort of having to tie these movies to actually together in-universe. It's mm-hmm. to like, it'll, it'll tear space-time apart, and in, in other dimensions, it'll fuck everything up. So, oh, shit, you're right. Cloverfield happens by itself. And that thing falling at the end of the sky at the end of Cloverfield is not the ship falling down to Earth.
0: That is just no. something no it is. unacceptable. <laughs> no, unacceptable. Want- unacceptable. You don't you don't make a random object fall from the sky and then years later be given the gift of a movie that happens to end with a random object falling from the sky and just ignore it. Uh, hey, I, think so. I, I, think, I think I'll Doug's answer. Like really on to something. Uh, no, I no think Doug, Doug's think... right. Doug's right. This is basically it. Can it can be like it can be a really simple setup for basically like an anthology series, like a Twilight this, Zone kind of that thing. That is what they've done. Where that is what they it's it's are. doing. It's basically just like the Cloverfield paradox makes weird things happen, and now when another weird movie comes out that we think we can't market, we'll just put Cloverfield on it, and it With will be
2: marketed. The they um, already have a fourth one
0: coming out. Here's a here's a simpler explanation though that keeps everything in universe and answers Jay's question. The oil wars that we're so concerned about have not mm-hmm. affected the United States yet, uh, and that's why the anti antagon- or the protagonists in original Cloverfield are seemingly enjoying normal lives, while their friends across the pond in the UK are suffering from the oil wars. Because what's the, <laughs> that works for me. what's the UK <laughs> close to all those shitty countries that are yeah, going to be true. that and are going to be giving us trouble? Uh, what's the yeah. USA close to? Nothing. We got Canada, and they're no big deal. Uh, so things are normal here, but things are not normal there. And we, if, when you think about it, all the heroes that you follow in the other two Cloverfield movies are basically just self-absorbed pieces of shit. That, That's true. Yeah. They're not going to be turning on the news or discussing what's happening across the ocean. They're just going to be. <laughs> they're They're just focusing on when they can get laid next or whether or not they should break up with whatever piece of shit they're dating. You're right. That's all they're worried about. So there you go. I made it, It's fine. Everything's fine. You, you worked it the,
2: out.
1: <laughs> do you know what the fourth Cloverfield movie is about? Yeah. What's the fourth one about?
2: Uh, it's Castle, Castle Wolfenstein.
1: Okay, that works. This film, like the the Cloverfield monster popping up at the end of Castle. Castle
2: oh, monster. I'm sure that that'll that'll pop up at some point. But it, the plot is in 1944, two American paratroopers are shot down over Normandy in the midst of the D-Day invasion, oh, and they shit. discover that this the Nazis the are using supernatural forces against them.
1: Is that like a real synopsis?
2: Yes, I'm from Wikipedia
0: called, right now. So that's called the one that, that's the one that releasing in theaters. It's called Overlord, and apparently it's already complete.
2: It will fill <laughs> as the fourth installment in the Cloverfield film series. It is scheduled to be released on October 26, 2018 by Paramount Pictures. Probably by Netflix. Uh, so,
1: <laughs> so here's Avery. a question. Um, uh, for, for, forgive me if I butcher some aliens, but like the stars of, of Overlord and then Gugu and oh god, it was like the really hot Chicken send Cloverfield one,
0: um, uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, her, and then the guy from like the first Cloverfield. Do they all like get together and create like a, a <gasps> team Cloverfield? Yes, please.
0: Yeah, it's the Cloverfield team. <laughs> Ewan and McGregor's dating Mary Elizabeth Winstead. He's like three times her age.
2: Lucky. Wow. Lucky I
1: bloke. You have a good McGregor. Lucky you. It uh, just, go, just goes to show you that Ben Kenobi always has game.
0: Guess so. Jesus Christ. Um yeah. I was—I had something to add here, but now I forgot. I liked uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I thought it was actually really good, uh, except for. The part at the end where they tied it into Cloverfield.
1: Cloverfield, right? Like it was a good movie until that part. It's after. a good
0: it's a pretty good movie until she like throws a gas can into an yeah. alien and blows him up.
1: And right? then she she has like all these fucking super soldier skills after she's been like a prisoner and a victim for most of the Oh movie.
0: yeah yeah. And then they got like the <laughs> they got the empowered women angle where she's like driving towards safety and then turns to chaos. Like Well, I'm a warrior now, so I gotta go help.
1: Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go help. That's not at all what I was interested in, in this movie. I see, again, see and I, I also
2: kind of wanted to see the rest of that movie, too. Like, in the in the 10 Cloverfield Lane, it doesn't really fit. But I also still wanted to see the other half
0: of that movie. Yeah, I'm down. But yeah,
1: I, I I feel like the actual Cloverfield parts of these Cloverfield movies are interesting, so just make that into a movie.
0: I mean, I really <laughs> liked the first movie. Like, I'm in a little bit of a minority there because I know a lot of people hate it. But well, I, the first movie was pretty good. I, I really the, the liked it. Movie, Maybe it's Especially just because it no good. one uh, I, I, no one makes monster I, movies anymore. Like,
1: I I think just the key annoyance in the first Cloverfield movie was just the fact that you never got to really see the Cloverfield monster, and then they like shove them into the Cloverfield paradox in full view, and now you see them, and it's like, oh no, that, well, that looks tacky. Um, but yeah, I I would g- agree. I it had cool moments, like there you had a building that you had to cross um, that to fall into another building. This is awesome.
0: Oh, and actually, you but, know what? So- uh, speaking of monster movies and speaking of Netflix, uh, The Ritual, <clears throat> if you haven't gotten around to it yet, uh, is on Netflix. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. My and
0: play, my... I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Another friend of mine strongly recommended it. So I'll probably just watch that. I haven't, done.
0: I haven't watched uh, Mute yet, but uh, that one got a nice fat 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. What nice. about Bright? Uh, I watched Bright. I've seen it.
1: I I, I tried watching it twice. The first time I gave up after like five minutes, and then the second time I made it to the forty-two minute marker, and then I fell asleep, and then I gave up.
0: Oh boy, it's not I, good.
2: I think it's it, it is trash, but I actually kind of like it.
0: I yeah, I don't I don't think I can get on board there. <laughs> I do. I will uh, I will concede that I watched it in a uh, heavily altered state. Um, but I didn't like
1: it. I, I did not watch it in a heavy interest And by the state. end, I by was, the end, I was, I was
0: like, when will this be over?
1: I was, I was 100% sober and I watched it and it put me to sleep. <laughs>
0: uh, you, said. you can literally, you can literally just watch LA Confidential and get the exact same movie except really good.
1: And just tell yourself like the guy is an orc.
0: Sure, yeah. Just be like, oh man, I can't believe that Ed Exley was really an orc the whole time. <laughs> um, that's um, pretty much it. I mean, he's not racially profiled against, but that's that's about it. That's the only component uh, to Bright that really has any. I liked I
2: liked the you know the orcs as you know thinly veiled black guys. I thought that was uh,
1: a,
0: that was good thing, symbolism
1: because you had a black guy and then you had like an orc.
0: Yeah, well, but was, they were like real black is, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the black guy was basically like an Asian in this movie.
2: <laughs> Will, Will Smith ones. was, a, like white, one was one good, a white was a white Asian. One of yeah. the
1: good fantasy racists. Will and then, Smith,
0: and then the orcs were the orcs were the black people.
1: Um, so. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, I guess if, it, if, it, if that was what it was going for. And since it was written by Max Landis, it was like really hackneyed and disconnected and alien. And that's how Max Landis writes. Like, I don't think he's interacted with real human beings. So, okay, fine. That's what that movie was. Will
2: Smith was the uncle Tom and the orcs (laughs) were thugs.
1: I, I, yeah, again, sure. I, I take your word for it. I watched that forty that forty two minutes, and I fell asleep. And we got.
0: I one. mean, if it's you if fun. you watched forty two minutes, you you definitely you saw all the good parts too, because that movie just <laughs> that movie just gets dumb. Yeah, but did you see the dragon?
1: I did not see the dragon.
0: And then did you see the centaur? I
1: did not see the centaur. Yeah,
2: there it's all in there, baby.
1: Okay, well, it's got dragons and centaurs, so I guess I really had no choice. I I missed um. I missed 19, I missed 1922. It was good. So I have to watch that. Oh, it was pretty um, good.
0: Uh, Mudbound is pretty good. Um, I
1: like Gerald's Game.
0: I did not watch that one, uh, but it's on my list. I'm going to try and watch Gerald's Game and Mute uh, because there's no reason to watch Mute, but I probably will. <laughs> uh, I mean, You I mean, have Netflix, not? Have so why not? You yeah. have access to them yeah i guess that's uh, really all it takes is uh that's what
1: got that's what got me to Cloverfield field paradox let me go up its here. might as well
0: <laughs> there's uh, i i generally like duncan jones um i i've enjoyed most of, i liked moon i liked source code i guess i did not yeah. like warcraft but whatever
1: but moon and source code are really good moon, like moon's moon and source one of my code are both good
0: uh yeah i i liked them both um and uh, so I'm curious enough about Mute. Like, he's he's two for three, so I'll give him one more shot, even if Rotten Tomatoes gives it a fat 10%.
1: <laughs> he might be losing his touch. Let's hope, let's hope not. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm always afraid
1: of that with, like, new directors. I was uh, Again, I keep bringing it back to Black Panther, but I was afraid of that with Ryan Coogler. I was like, oh, I really like Prevail Station. Uh, Creed was good. And he's got Black Panther. I'm a little worried, but no, this, that turned out good too. I mean, that so. is what,
0: it, it's it's like Ryan Johnson. Like it's kind of weird for them to go from like this art house like pedigree to like Jurassic Park, Forbidden Kingdom, <laughs> right. or whatever Forgotten Kingdom is that what it's called?
1: Yeah, and then um, Ava DuVernay just did like a big one. It's supposed to be a hot mess. Um, shit, it's another Disney thing. Fallen. A uh, Wrinkle Kingdom. in Time. That was it.
0: Fallen. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, like, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, that looks pretty goofy.
1: Yeah, I, I, I hear it's not great. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm just example, calling it right now. Uh, New Jurassic Park is going to be trash. It's going to be fucking trash. Uh, I do
1: not understand the concept of that movie. Like, I, I saw the trailer.
0: They're literally, uh, they're going to rescue the dinosaurs.
1: Like, why would you do that? You know that's a bad idea.
0: No one knows. They're just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're literally, like the the dinosaurs are gonna blow up remember when they all tried to kill us i'd be like let them and then then jeff goldblum's
1: in it too and it's like you know um he of all people should know that this is a bad idea
0: yeah i hope that he's in the movie arguing against doing it but i have a feeling that would be the only thing that makes sense that's the only way that it could be like true to his uh character from the original like someone's gonna be like jeff goldblum the dinosaurs on the island are all gonna die and he could be like great Good, that's a good thing. That's that's, the, that to that's the best news I ever heard. Uh, you know, from, a, from a publicly traded corporation
2: standpoint, it does make sense to try and recoup your investment, but then none of the original people in the movie should come back.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, the, the, uh, the, of, the... of all the people who should want to ever see a dinosaur again, Bryce Dallas Howard is like the last <laughs> one. She should be right. like, oh, no, thank you. I'm going to stay at home uh, and be alive. Unless she's like, man, I really need this job, though. <laughs>
1: You know, when I was offered a spot um, at Walmart. I think I'm going to take that instead.
0: But yeah, exactly. Good luck. <laughs> I'm very curious to see, and like they also brought back like BD Wong for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. The whole thing's just goofy. Like I don't. But I'm just calling it right now. Uh, what
1: What but... other trailers did I see that like confused me? Oh, I saw the solo trailer. That looks bad.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be bad. It has to be bad. Um,
1: I won't be in a rush to see that one. I won't be, I mean, I won't watch it at all. I'm not interested.
0: I waited till uh, Rogue One came out on like streaming. I can probably wait for Solo too.
1: Yeah, it
2: was smart.
0: not my boy Doug. Uh, Doug's, got so his, many, uh... Doug's got his Doug's got his pre order tickets ready to go.
2: I'll probably uh, see Doug? it. I'm be at home with a baby. I I probably I may I may not see it. I oh, may not see a lot true. of movies for that's quite a true. long time. Do well,
0: just, you just bring your baby with you? Yeah, just bring a baby.
1: Everyone loves that in the theater. Wow, Everyone's true. like, "Oh, that's It's a, cute. so cute! It's, it's a baby." I'm perfectly
0: normal the, behavior now.
1: I'm I'm glad the baby is here. I that's don't fair. Think the speaker system is going to hurt the baby's ears
0: at all. In fact, the scarier movie you can take the baby to, the better. So let's get him in Jurassic <laughs> World: Fallen Kingdom. Guy, I
2: don't it. care. I'm going to see that movie. I love dinosaurs. I don't give a shit if that movie's trash.
0: You can also tell uh, from the Fallen Kingdom trailer that the dinosaurs will wind up uh, back in a regular, like, urban area. Like, just in someone's house, you know? Uh, which we already fucking did. Like, But is there like is there, like, an Olympic gymnast that can kick a raptor in the face? Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's Lost World 2. Oh. Electric Boogaloo. It actually, you know what? Actually, Doug, that's the most succinct uh, description of this possible. It's the Lost World too. It's literally, it is actually really true in spirit to the original Jurassic Park trilogy, uh, in that it's going to be bad, much like the Lost World. Uh, it's not going to make Can, any can't sense. Can it
1: be as bad as the Lost World? though, was the question.
0: I I enjoyed the Lost World when I was like eight. Same here. Uh, because a T-Rex, like, knocking a bus over is cool. Um, but, uh, and also because Jurassic Park 3 came out, and it's literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, but Jurassic Park, those those two sequels suffer from the same thing The Walking Dead has, which is everyone does really stupid shit because it's the only way that they can figure out how to drive, like, tension or conflict. So, yeah. So they're like, don't touch that dinosaur. And what does she fucking do? She's like, I'm going to go touch the dinosaur.
1: And and that's the thing, because, like, the first Jurassic Park and then, you know, the soft reboot of Jurassic Park, they both had that tension. You know, they, they, they had a lot of tension. It was like people were playing with a force that they didn't understand. Only now, I guess, in the new one, they sort of understand it because it's a soft reboot, not a hard, but, well, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 Um, But for the most part, it's like something that they don't understand, that they're playing with fire, and then, you know, it's like a game between them and the realty smart dinosaurs. Like that kitchen scene um, with the kids hiding out from the raptors. That's like that going to be in cinematic history forever. It's awesome. It's
0: great. It's a um, classic. When he sees him in the ladle, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that and shit. But,
1: but yeah, then, then each movie afterwards, they just have to behave like really stupid in order to make it keep working.
0: When she's holding like. that jello. And she and and Jello shaking, goddamn, it's a God masterpiece. Damn. And then you cut to fucking that black chick flipping around and kicking a raptor out a window, <laughs> or, or with
1: her gold medal gymnast
0: skills. I forget who it is in Jurassic Park Three. Uh, is it Taya Leone? Yeah, it is. She's just so insufferable. She screams the whole movie. I I was a young man when I saw that movie, and I was still like, "Shut up!" It's
2: dinosaurs! Oh uh, no!
0: Dinosaurs! And I think that's also the one where like the the pterodactyls like a threat. Those of you like come and like try. Oh uh, yeah, them up.
1: that's right. I I forgot about
0: that. Like yeah. the friendly pterodactyl that would never go near anyone ever.
2: Whoa, 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 no. If, if pterodactyls were real, the humanity never would have had a chance. Those things are massive, and they would eat us.
0: They don't want to eat us. They just want. Would, they they would eat, eat the, they the just, shit out of us. They just want to eat berries and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that, about pterodactyls somewhere.
2: If, uh, they, they would be legitimately frightening.
0: Well, sure, everything's frightening. Dinosaurs are frightening. That's the whole point. <laughs>
2: that's why they make the jurassic park stories
0: that's the whole point of dinosaurs oh
2: man um, also if, if we had dinosaur island the movie would be five minutes long They're like should we go to dinosaur island no no the end <laughs> no that's not, let's not do that well
0: yeah that's exactly but you know i'd have some respect for Fallen kingdom if i went to the theater and they're like hey man we gotta go to dinosaur island he's like are you crazy i ain't going to dinosaur island and then the movie just ends it's like well you know,
1: I I will I, I give some credit because I used to do a lot of like um, urban exploration when I was younger. Um, when I say when I was younger, like even by just a few years. And so there are some really dangerous islands around New York that I've been like, hey, I kind of want to visit that. But I do feel like common sense wins wins out in the end, and I'm like, yeah, but I kind of don't want
0: to die see. And that movie, but- that movie makes way more sense. Where you drop Chris Pratt, you drop Bryce Dallas Howard, you drop all that shit and you send a fucking group of teenagers, urban teenagers, <laughs> to Jurassic World because they're like, hey, man, I hear we can parkour here. And, <laughs> and then they systematically That's... get eaten by dinosaurs. That's a way right. better movie.
1: That's true. You're right. That, makes, that movie doesn't make a lot more sense. And
0: so now we're back to my core problem that I was talking about, which well... is when I can fix your movie in 10 seconds uh, with my big brain, that means you did a bad job.
1: Well, well, hold on, hold on, because we can make we can keep making this work because you can keep you can bring Chris Pratt back and be like, hey, we found out like this really stupid group of teenagers went to the island. And Chris Pratt, you're like the only guy that knows it. Can you
2: save the teenagers?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they can even be like, and Chris Pratt, one of them is your nephew, little, little Timmy. Little Timmy Pratt. No,
2: one of them's your daughter.
0: Oh, there you go. Even oh, better. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, one of them is your daughter, and she went to the island to parkour, and uh, now she's being chased by Allosauruses.
2: And... That actually really works. So and and he that takes down really his hard mug hard. of coffee and he's like, I'm getting
0: too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did it. <laughs> we got the movie. We done did it. He <laughs> got the movie. In fact, Back. Lost Kingdom. God, maybe even drop Chris Pratt and bring in like an older celebrity who plays Danny him, Glover. Who plays him. Danny Glover's the wrong race, but like
1: um <laughs> right spare though uh,
0: Ford bring in like a Liam Neeson type, and uh you know he goes oh, to God, Jurassic park he's got skills ah, my daughter, she got taken to Jurassic Park, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst it's like,
1: that's that that and that's the line you put in your trailer,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, I yeah. wanted to look at the camera
2: and say it is a fallen kingdom. <laughs>
0: Oh, some that that's gotta be like in the movie somewhere. Someone has to say that. Probably in the court yeah, scenes. I agree. It, it's gonna that, be in the court scenes have. with Jeff Goldblum. Um Oh man. man. Whatever. Speaking speaking of movies, how about that Venom movie?
2: <laughs> oh my god, I saw the trailer for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, saw I didn't know that Tom Hardy was in it. There's a lot of people I
2: feel like should not be in this movie. That are in it, yeah. You know? because uh, michelle williams you... is in like good movies now like art house bullshit and she's like i, okay. I
1: mean but but here's can you tell me what the movie is about because i watched the trailer and i didn't know it was a venom trailer until they showed me that v at well, the
0: end. F- well first of all it sounds like spider man's not in it at all well, he's not Nope. so so it's already very mysterious um so so
1: i i mean i can explain that a little bit with comic book logic but keep going
0: sure um First of all, it's kind of like Star Wars, where there's nowhere to go but up. Um, Right. And so, like, after Topher Grace played Venom, (laughs) there's literally, like, even then, this trailer's probably still better than Spider-Man 3. Um, Yeah, you're right about that. In fact, I would watch the Venom trailer as many times as it takes to equal the runtime of Spider-Man 3. (laughs) If it if it meant I did not have to watch Spider Man three. Spider Man three.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with that. I'd be yeah. fine
0: with that. And I didn't realize I don't know how long it's been since you guys saw Spider-Man three, but I did not realize how bad it was uh until very recently. Like I knew it was bad. I knew it wasn't good. Right. Um, but it has aged so, so poorly. Uh, I, I
1: know it was bad enough that i never felt any need to go back and watch it ever
0: it is it is horrific just go watch clips on youtube it'll blow and by your the mind way, like
1: like i was like a huge
0: huge like
1: spider-man
2: fan growing up I, oh, I, and, too. you know
0: I, me too spider-man was he's, dope he's far and away my favorite even today uh he's, he's still easily my favorite superhero uh in marvel well, dc because... anything else
1: because I feel like that like my superheroes my because I'm always reading comics. I didn't quit like when you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when I quit, I'm still kind of reading something. And I feel like a lot of my recent superheroes have been supplanted by a really unexpected character. Um,
0: like Squirrel Girl.
1: No, no. We actually already talked about her. So,
0: Whoa. Uh, um, Bat, uh, Batgirl or Power Girl or whatever. It's one of the girls. No,
1: Harvey Quinn. Harley, Harley Quinn. Robbie Quinn has actually had a pretty strong comic book run, and clearly DC feels she's marketable enough that they're making like four movies about her.
0: I mean um, I, I would <laughs> I would add this in with Spider-Man. Like I liked him so much that I even like stuck with that shit through like the clone stuff when he got cloned like too. seven yeah. times in space or whatever, which it has to be like some top tier when I think of comic book bullshit. That's what I think of. I think of Spider Man getting the, cloned nine times, and so the Spider uh,
1: Clones is like that was that was like the hard kind of downhill marker for Spider Man, and then it's only gotten worse. So I can tell you some of the like shit that's happened, and I can and that's how I can explain the Venom movie. A so I mean, how many, one, how many times
0: has Aunt May died now? It's got to be like eight.
1: Aunt May say like, died a couple of times, and then they've used a couple of uh, timeline crossing things. It, it it's got to do with like multiple Earths and all that kind of stuff to bring her back um so the, it's supposed to, the first time aunt may died it was supposed to be like, really tragic and then she's back a couple years later and that was really kind of the start of marvel like killing off big characters and then you just go oh it doesn't matter and chickening uh, out and chickening out because like you know uh they always come back uh and captain america came back um, uh, you know phoenix came back they always come back so whatever uh, so anyway, so Spider-Man, the clone bullshit, the clone saga was kind of the start of it. The other big one that they had was um, like a mini one. This is forgetting all the other Marvel studies in but the mini one was Spider Island. And it was about basically everyone in New York gets spider powers, they get symbionts or whatever. Uh, oh, There's also the symbiote wars where everyone was a carnage and a venom and all that kind of shit. Uh, But Spider Island, everyone got spider powers. It was supposed to be some evil master plan by some guy. And Marvel actually said this. It was inspired by New York's bed bug epidemic.
2: That's a good source.
1: Yeah, right. So it was already kind of a bad site. The most recent one that I'm up to date with was the Spider-Verse bullshit. So it turns out that, you know, um, it's not just getting bitten by a radioactive spider, that makes you Spider-Man. There's an actual spider totem out in the universe. And there are these uh, people, I forget what they're called. They're, they're like some kind of weird vampires or, that eat spiders. And like not the the, the creatures, not the animal. Uh, or, or the arachnids or whatever. Um, they eat actual people that get spider powers. So they hunt down the spider totems and eat them. And that was Spider-Verse. So it was every version of Spider-Man that it ever existed and then some alternate concepts which is how you end up with like Spider-Gwen and then you know Venom was a totem um uh Peter Porker you know uh Spider-Pig he was another one uh the black one Miles Morales he was another spider so basically they all had to get together and form an army to fight these guys so as an it's uh, anyway that's all to say the point is it just got worse after the clone bullshit
0: I would, every single uh... <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to give you an example of this by reading a plot synopsis excerpt from the Spider Island series. Uh, specifically, this is referencing Venom's role in Spider Island. Before you get started, I want to say, Spider Island, also an island that I'm going to say no to. Yeah. If I someone would, wants should, to go visit it. You shouldn't go there. <laughs> you shouldn't go there.
1: And, that, and Spider Island is called New York, Doug.
0: Uh, When the people of Manhattan Begin developing spider powers Venom is sent in To capture a spider-like beast That is fighting Firestar and Gravity Venom manages to capture The Spider King And discovers that he is actually an enslaved Captain America Venom disguises himself (laughs) No, no, no (laughs) Venom disguises himself as the Spider King to track the infestation To its source the Queen and Jackal send him to kill Anti-Venom because he is curing people who have gained spider powers, but his superiors order him to take him to Mr. Fantastic to help develop a cure. What? Flash Yeah, it sounds about right. Flash and the Venom symbiote fight each other because Flash wants to bring Anti-Venom to Mr. Fantastic and the symbiote wants to kill Anti-Venom for previously rejecting it. Flash wins the fight and delivers anti-venom. By the way, that's a- that's the character, anti-venom. Yeah, not an ingredient, anti-venom or anything. Uh, Flash wins the fight and delivers anti-venom to Mr. Fantastic. At Project Rebirth, the scientists there are able to replicate the anti-venom cure using samples from venom, which is tested on the mutated Captain America. As Flash finally reaches the hospital, Betty Brant gives him a letter that was written by his late father before Flash is called back into action. He attacks the queen and is backed up by Captain America later in the battle. They take down the queen, but she transforms into a bigger, stronger spider form and is taken down by Venom, Captain America, Spider-Man, Kane, and the assistance of the Avengers.
1: It sounds like uh, you and Michael need a spider book because you can probably hit it out the park just with whatever random bullshit. And you could probably like do what you did with episode 200 right like... Two entirely different parts, and then put them together, and still makes sense. Uh, I'm glad it, perfect.
0: I'm
2: glad comics have fallen, have fallen in the trap that all superhero movies go to, where it's just so much excess. Like whatever happened to just make Spider-Man but, fights like one guy?
0: Well, and, and that's like, why.
2: That's,
1: that's why DC. I actually saw a report that Marvel has reset the Marvel universe four times since 2015. That's uh, not a good record.
0: No, <laughs> you have no, to
1: do that many resets. So I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll tell you like the story that I was really invested in, in Spider Island. And then this, this goes into why Harley Quinn is kind of my new favorite, because this is the kind of story that I'm into. There are two superheroes in the Spider-Man universe, They're actually old school superheroes. They were introduced in the eighties. They're named Cloak and Dagger. Um, It's like, they're both homeless. It's a black guy who comes from the streets of, um, it's like Baltimore or Boston or something. And then there's a white girl who was rich, but she ran away from home because she's a spoiled brat. They get kidnapped, and then they're injected basically with super heroin, and that gives them their powers. Heroin, as in, you know, the drug. Um, yeah, not 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 so, Power Girl. Not like ground not up, Power Girl. girl. Uh, so, in Spider Island, basically, it, their thing, for some reason, is that they live out of churches. I guess, at first, out of goodwill, because the churches will have and then out of habit. So in Spider Island, um, they're living in a church that's about to be condemned because they want to erect a Starbucks or whatever. Um, And they're really upset that they're going to be kicked out of
2: the church. So spiders still drink Starbucks? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Starbucks is important. And Cloak is like, hey, we got to figure this out. So I took out an ad in Times Square advertising as a superhero. And uh, Dagger is like, hey, I don't have time for this bullshit. I'm studying for like community college. So I can get a degree and do something with my life. And that's kind of the comic. That's like kind of the whole thing. It's like about gentrification and what are two like young twenty-something homeless people are going to do with their lives. And they just happen to have superpowers. And um
2: And the island isn't cool. full of spiders.
1: The island's full of spiders. So it actually comes up and it's almost like a side note. It's almost like the writer didn't want to bother with it. Um, because Wolverine shows up, uh, Falcon shows up, and they're like, hey, there's about to be this huge brawl with a bunch of spiders in Times Square. Do you guys want to come along? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And then they go and fight, and then Tammy's like, uh, or, you know, Dagger, she's like, uh, shit, I'm late for class. I gotta go. And I need my iced be...
2: mocha latte.
1: That's basically it, and, and it's, it, I like that. I, I like that, you know.
0: Dagger does look like a pretty basic bitch. <laughs> Dagger is a pretty basic Dagger, bitch. Dagger's, Dagger would definitely get, like, a chai latte. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys are joking, but I like that shit. Like when a comic does that, when a comic's like, "Hey, these superheroes guys just kind of have like normal lives." Well, that's and this is like kind of like
0: real life. I like that. Like that—that's what I always found so endearing about. I can sum up why I like Spider-Man so much in one word: uh, his life is shit. Like, yeah, that's basically what I think is interesting about him, and why I liked reading his stuff all those years is like, yeah. he just he could never get a fucking leg up on anything nothing ever yeah. went his way and it was basically just like it's just a story about a guy who is like shouldered with the with the, all the responsibilities of the world and is never ever ever rewarded for any selfless like act that he takes on and, and every comic
1: uh, that i gravitate to kind of has that like flavor like in every, every, every anytime there's been a run it's been that kind of normal more down-to-earth and more kind of like, oh, superpowers get in the way of this shit. Yeah. So, so Spider-Gwen was like that, and that's why everyone likes Spider-Gwen so much, and then they got so up their own ass and just started doing a bunch of the other convoluted shit and like, crossovers that go in the movies you, and all that shit. No one wants that.
0: <laughs> you know that Captain America's getting blown, like, all the time. Like, right. He's just yeah. left and right. Every, they've, they're fucking lining up to blow Captain America. Nope. <laughs> Nobody wants to blow Spider-Man. Oh, the blow spider man. If you did, he'd shoot webbing into your mouth and you'd get all gummed up. So,
1: yeah, it doesn't sound like. Although, there was an arc like that where uh, <laughs> there there's, there's, there's an Asian girl. Her name is Moon oh, it's something. It's
0: always an Asian girl.
1: So, her name is Silk. She's a spider too. She's also a spider totem. <sighs> and she was basically locked away in a bunker um, since the 90s. So, she grew up on like VHS tapes. And Peter Parker learns about her existence, and he frees her from the bunker. And all they do is just have like wild sex all the time. Um, and that was that comic basically. And at one point, Moon was like, "You know, uh, this is too much great sex for me. Let's stop." You know, we got webbing and spider shit all over every place. Um, I think she dressed herself in webbing too at first. I think her costume was like webbing.
0: Oh, like Bayonetta. Uh,
1: yeah, Thorada. Sort of. cool. I'm very. I mean, obviously, I'm like very invested. <laughs>
0: That's our video game <laughs> moment for the podcast, by video, the way. That's
1: our video game moment <laughs> for the
0: podcast. The Bayonetta. We've been talking for like an hour and thirty minutes, yeah, about nothing. Um,
1: it, it, we we talked about very serious movies, very serious.
0: Uh, we covered some heavy ground.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say, i was just gonna end it by saying that uh, the current Harley Quinn, or the last one that I read, you know, she broke up with the Joker.
0: sure why spoilers in the in the grand scheme of things like i'm surprised that you weren't like you know she got cloned four times and three of the clones killed one of her and that was the one that was dating the joker it's like it feels like
1: the most harmless thing right like she broke up with the joker uh she moved away from gotham and she moved actually to brooklyn so it turns out gotham and new york city are totally different places um sure and she got an old like dump in Coney Island, like she owns the whole building. And she joined the roller derby, I believe.
0: Well, I mean, um, that's perfect for her.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. And then at some point, she got it in her head that like, hey, I'm going to run for mayor of New York. And that went really badly for everyone. Um, it was great. I like. I, I like that. That you know, Harley Quinn decided she was going to run for mayor of New York City, and it turned out that was a really bad idea, and it ended up horribly for a lot of people um that was good so good job
2: good job have, keeping it focused <laughs> i have one final thought
0: what's your final if thought the, Here, why you there, tell me your final thought make sure you look at this amazing harley quinn cosplay that i found
2: oh god <laughs> let's take a look Ooh, that's sexy but my final thought oh, yeah, is that, that if there if there was an island full of margot robies i would say yes to visiting that island
1: so like Harley Quinn Island or or Margot Island? Just
2: Margo No, Harley Quinn's crazy, and she that <laughs> no, that is not a relationship, or or even any kind of sex that would be good. It would but isn't be too, like, just not like aren't crazy. the
1: crazy ones a little better at least in bed?
2: I'm sure they're better, but at what cost, Jay? At what cost? <laughs> that's true. That's the that's a good point. But Margot Robbie, you get second next, next best thing.
0: Margot Roby Island
2: is it just so, is so it
0: pitch. just an island with one Margot Roby on it? Though? No,
2: it's a bunch. <laughs> And they uh, all have really so, low standards.
1: So, so, so give me the pitch. Everything that we learned in this podcast, give me the pitch for Margot Island. How do we make that a movie?
0: Okay, so the kids, first of all, it's got to be the urban kids, and they want to parkour. And they, okay. they heard about this island. It's Margot Roby Island. And so they go there. And there's Margot
2: Roby totems.
0: And there's Margot Roby totems. <laughs> totems. Yeah, and when you get there, you become a Margot Roby. Um, but, uh-oh, here's a problem. The island is an active volcano, and it's going to kill all the Margot Robies. Okay. Unless
2: you get enough anti Margot Roby venom.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. There needs to be anti-Margot Robies. So yeah, so then we find out we find out our hero, Chris Pratt, he's an anti Margot Roby. And so when he meets a Margot Roby, he counteracts the thing and, and can't become Margot Roby. Is her name Roby? Or Robbie? Ro- Rogi, Roby, yeah, Rogan, Margot Rogan,
1: Until until Doug pronounced it Roby, he totally knows Now I
0: don't. Now I don't even know about I,
1: Margot Roby. The nice. <laughs>
0: I've never had to say it out loud. Um, but the the point is that uh, all the Margos, he's, he's an anti-Margo, and so he goes there <laughs> and he saves the teenagers. And
1: wait, 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 Hold on, hold on! You're going a little too fast because uh, Will Smith has to be in every Margot Ro- Roby. Oh
0: Probably. yeah, he's often in Margot Roby. I'm sure. You no, know, um, he, he he shows up. <laughs> he does seem and he like emerges. he's often
2: in Margot Robbie, doesn't he? He, he merges with Margot Robbie and becomes Mecca Robbie.
0: It wasn't enough to have Jada Pinkett. He's got he to have Margot Robbie You got to have Jada Pinkett
1: too. and Margot Robbie.
2: I oh, mean, okay, God, they look really, like they have
1: you're gonna pick a lot fun together if you ever see the
2: pictures of the two of them. Jada versus Margot Robbie. No one's picking Jada. Jada's gross.
1: And Jada, they had someone to pick Jada like she, ten years ago. She's
2: not
0: gross. She's just
2: old. Oh, she was never good looking.
0: You don't think so? You don't think so?
2: No, I was never a fan uh, of Jane.
0: Not even Jared like, uh, not even like menace to society.
2: Find me a good picture, and I will, I will, I will decide. Um, but there's no. There's, she's just something about her.
0: She's so she's so. There's no way to say this without being racist. So actually, I just won't say it. But she's got like a look in menace to society that works. Um, she
1: does have a look in menace to society that
0: works. Uh, uh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I... Here we go. What about Jada Pinkett? Or like Nutty Professor Jada Pinkett? Nope. Wasn't she Gonna pass. Wasn't she good Gonna looking? pass on this. Good looking in really? that, she that one. She looks good. Well, not know. for me. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought right. she was cute. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, she was also friends with Tupac, apparently. She
2: was friends with Tupac. And O Dog.
0: Well, yeah, that's a given.
2: But who's not friends with O Dog?
0: Yeah, yeah hey, right. he's right here right now. Say what's up, O dog? What's up, O tell, tell him I him said I, hi. Tell him we both said hi. Tell him you're two white, 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 white <laughs> friends. Say hi to O All right. Well, this is probably this is probably a good stopping point. Uh, but the point is, we go to Margot Island and save the Margos Not all of them. Some of them have to die. It's that's called plot, folks. That's true, must and then s- at
1: the end of the movie, um, the anti-Roby turns to Margot Roby well, and he so tells her, he's like, "Your parents are nothing."
0: So at the end of the movie, they're on a boat sailing away from Margot Island, right? <laughs> and he and he talks. He's like, he's like, "Hey, Margot, uh, I'm so glad we saved you." And she's like, "Thanks for saving me." And they hug. But as they're hugging. You look in the background, and only if you're looking for it, like, real careful, you see this, like, object fall from the sky, land in the ocean. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. Clover Roby. I don't know. We'll find out when our next fucking flop comes out, and uh, <laughs> we can we can just tweak it so that it's that. So Can we
1: include, can we include, like, a conversation about sea monsters in Roby Island, Margo Island?
0: Yeah, well, it'll be inserted in a voiceover. Okay, cool. For sure. Definitely. Uh... I don't know, I I know I said we're done but and, and we are done, but you gotta kinda of admire the fucking balls on these guys. Just be like, fuck it, make it Cloverfield. Like just like just like don't even give a shit. Just like they I mean, knew they true. knew they weren't fooling anybody. No one was fooled <laughs> right. by it. Uh there wasn't there wasn't five fucking seconds where you're like, Oh, this is intentional. Uh Maybe like Daryl at work. Happy- they probably tricked Daryl at the office and he he's pretty sure that it's all part of an elaborate mythos. And I won't lie, I did look up a timeline for Cloverfield on the uh Wikia, uh, and it's there and all written out just for us. Um, but it's it's fucking it's just shameless. And I kind of yeah. much like much like our president, I admire sometimes the just fucking audacity that some people have.
1: I have to admit that, like, like, it actually catches my attention more than any other recent franchise. In a distant second was like Star Wars is just Force Awakens and a couple of other things. And then and then the Cloverfield, like, what are we going to slip slap Cloverfield on top of next? And I'm like, yeah, okay
0: <laughs> well, see what stupid shit and, you do with it. And apparently from here, it's just getting more shameless because they're literally <laughs> making a World War Two movie about it. So like, holy shit, man! Cloverfield oh, yeah. exists to give shitty scripts greenlit. I am waiting for the romantic comedy but, where they're like, eh, get Cloverfield in there." Put the Cloverfield on it. They're like, "Hey, this new Matthew McConaughey uh, vehicle." Well, it's not true because he's he's uh, he, we've had the sauce or whatever. But they'll they'll find something. They'll have a uh, a, a hip and happening new romantic comedy that just isn't going to make it. And uh, they'll be like, wow, oh, it's Cloverfield now. And all <laughs> we'll we know. do, it's all, all that's different, it's the exact same movie, but every now and then there's a voiceover where he talks about how bad he wants to kill her. And so you're wondering if that's what's going to happen the whole movie. And that's it. That's it. And then at the end, uh, the monster appears. <gasps> he, uh, was, he was the monster.
1: Cloverfield, he was
0: Yep. And that's it. All right, that's a good, that's a good, goodbye point. Um, hey, folks, if you enjoyed our podcast today, <laughs> uh, go check out our website, enemyslime.com. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll try and talk a little bit about games. Cause there's Why don't you tell us uh, what your Cloverfield movie would be? Yeah, uh you t- tell, t- us. T- tell us which island you would set it on. You tell us and uh, tell us how much you liked Suicide Squad since Jay's pretty sure you did cuz he has that little faith in our uh audience. So uh <laughs> tell us t- tell us in the comments about your favorite Suicide Squad member and let's let it be Jay Hernandez, the man who can make fire appear. The least remarkable oh. hero of all. Slipknot. It's Slipknot. He's the cool one. What can he do? Can he just tie good knots? Yep. You you're not wrong. Wait, really?
1: <laughs> I mean, they
0: have a guy
2: named Boomerang who
1: throws boomerangs.
0: That's still better so, than Slipknot.
2: <laughs> yes, so. Sl- Sl- Slipknot exists to get his head blown off within five minutes of the movie starting.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. They always have to do that in Suicide Squad. They always have to like start it off like like and remember, there's a head bomb here.
2: That's Prince cool. that, that poor Indian actor Adam Beach.
0: All right, well. Uh, I'm going to have to go look this up because it sounds neat Um, anyway I think with that we are out alright the Cloverfield podcast